Welcome to Training for Manhood, an ongoing exploration and adventure intended to be fast, fun, and formative for guys who desire to be the best men they can. Young or old, there are always areas for improvement, growth, and maturity. We hope you'll pay attention and put into practice the useful advice you hear on this podcast. But remember, the goal isn't just to listen, but to do what you learn. Welcome to Training for Manhood. All right, well, welcome back to Training for Manhood. This is Dan Panetti, um, and today uh, I've got uh, a great uh, guy, a great friend, and actually my brother-in-law, uh, Rob Snyder, with me. And we're going to talk a little bit about what is it, what is it, uh, what does it look like from a manhood perspective? Uh, what kind of man do you need to be uh, to be qualified? Maybe that's kind of a weird word, qualified, but qualified to marry uh, a wonderful girl. Uh, and uh, the reason I've got Rob with me is because he's raised uh, three fantastic young ladies. Uh, and he just had to sit down in the living room where a guy said, hey, I want to I want to marry your daughter. Uh, and I want to find out a little bit about how that conversation went um, and uh, and what he told him. And the reason we're talking about this is uh, I had a conversation with uh, a young man uh, about two years ago. And uh, he was talking about a girl that he'd been dating for maybe a year, year and a half. And I said, well, when are you going to ask her to marry you? Like, when are you going to pop the question? When, you know, when are we going to move this thing to, uh, you know, from dating to marriage? And he goes, wow, like, I don't think I'm going to be ready to get married till I'm financially secure. And I looked at him and I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I was like, so um, if you sat down in my living room and you wanted to marry my daughter and you said, hey, Mr. Panetti, um, I'm financially secure. I've got money in the bank. Like, can I marry your daughter? And he goes, okay, okay. He goes, I guess you're probably more concerned about my character and where I am spiritually. And I went, you think? <laughs> right? I was like, so I was like, yeah, of course I'm more concerned about that. And so, Rob, from a from a dad standpoint, right? What were the things that you were concerned about when somebody sat down in your living room and said, "Hey, I want to marry your daughter." What were the things that were going through your mind of what kind of man that needed to be? Yeah, so I'm excited to be here, Dan, and thank you for inviting me. And this is still really fresh, just with uh, my oldest just getting married yep. um, just a handful of months ago. Um, but I was very fortunate because I learned early and I had great mentors in my life that um, it is my responsibility that God gave me my girls. I have three of them and God gave me my girls and I was to be a great steward of his daughters. And they were mine until the time that I transitioned them until they're to the next phase in life, which is marriage. And so for me, understanding that um, I was responsible for them I also was taught that I had to be the, 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 the primary role to be the, the cultivator, the, the protector, and the guide for them. So this was something we started early, and I was very fortunate to do that, to establish that early. And so by the time they turned 24, uh, any, any boy and or man that's invested in my girls have already had several conversations. So that's not a conversation that we have at age 24, we start with that. What does it take to qualify that? So we start early. Okay, so, that, so that. part of that, and think about this, the kind of guys that your girls are actually attracting is a lot dependent on the kind of character that you raised in them. Oh, absolutely. Right. So the kind of places where they're meeting guys, yeah. the kind of things that they're, they're doing and the actions that they're taking, the, the, the way that they're putting themselves out there as a young woman, right, is obviously attracting certain guys who are appealed, right, who are like that, right? Not just that your girls are attractive, right, but they're intelligent, they're spiritually mature. There's a lot of different things that are going on in that whole package of your, of your girls. And so the guy even that's attracted to that, that says, hey, Right, that's a young lady that I want to spend the rest of my life with. The, the training that you've already done with your girls, right, already weeds out a, a whole group of different guys that aren't, that aren't interested in. Well, that's 
you know, well, she's way too spiritually minded. Well, good, we, we got rid of you. That's right. That's <laughs> right? So right. We're, all, we're already attracting a, a certain group of people. And one of the things that I was thinking of when we were, um, I was thinking about this, this podcast and kind of who it targets, right? I'm not just thinking about that young man who wants to sit down in your living room and say, hey, I want to marry your daughter. I'm thinking about that young guy who's going, okay, what kind of character do I need to develop um, so that one day I can sit down? in somebody's living room and say, hey, I want to marry your daughter. Uh, and one of my favorite verses, um, it actually comes out of Psalm 144, verse 12. And, uh, and David writes this really, really cool thing that says, how do you know that God's blessing your nation? Like, what does it look like? How do you know when things are going well, right? And he writes a really weird, weird verse. He says, um, your boys and your youth will be like well-nurtured plants, right? Um, and your girls will be like pillars carved to adorn a palace, Right. And you stop and you think about that for a second. Right. And we can we can go to the girl thing because you've raised daughters. <laughs> but this is a podcast for you. That's right. Training for manhood. Right. And the verse literally means that your young boys will look like young men at an early age. Right. Now, they won't be young men yet. Right. Because there's a training process to get there. But that maturity process will begin at a young age. And that's how you know. Right. That your family is on the right track is when your eight-year-old and your 10-year-old and your 12-year-old, right, are beginning to take responsibility for things and they've developed character and they're saying, hey, I want to be a man someday, right, as opposed to your 26-year-old son who still looks like he's 12. That's right. right? So that's, that's the concept, right, that you, you're kind of looking at is if I've raised my girls well, then when I eventually get to that conversation of a young man sitting in my living room saying, I want to marry your daughter, Right? I've done the work with my daughter. She's attracted the right kind of guy. And I've been involved in that process and I've had several different conversations with him already so that by that time, right, she's invested in him and I can say, yes, you're qualified to marry my daughter. Because if you have to say no at that point, that's a really bad place to say no. That's right. right? You want to say no earlier. So what are the kind of things, right, when your daughter starts dating then? Yeah. Um, as she's looking at, at a young man to kind of bring into you know, her relationship and you're looking for, what are the big things that he has to have, that he has to be as a young man? Yeah, so in my protective role, Dan, we establish what is the bar. What is the bar for God's requirement? The Bible is very clear on what the bar looks like. Right. And so for us, um, raising girls, a lot of emotion, right? You have a daughter, <laughs> a lot of emotion around that. And what happens is, with emotion, um, once it becomes an emotional decision, there's no intellect in emotion. And so what we try to do is establish the bar, establish the standards of what that looks like. Um, I love 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Okay. And, and it walks through, says, be on the alert. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. And let all you do be done in love. And so those are kind of the five standards, Dan, Dan that we kind of set as just a generic. The Bible's full of all these standards. Yep. But here comes the idea, uh, be on alert. What's their mindset? Is their mindset is chasing my daughter because she's pretty? My mindset is this is a temporary idea that, or, or I'm moving on. Or, or does it, is this kind of like a badge for me that I can date your girl? Or what, what's his intention? So you really try to find out what the intentions are. Right, and or be on the alert, right, is um, am, am I at home playing video games all day right. and, just, and just wasting time, yeah. right? And all of a sudden I want to date your daughter and you're yeah. like, wait a second, wait. So I'm, I'm looking for things in your life, right? Do I have a job and can I hold a job? How am I doing in school? That's a mindset. Right, that's a mindset. Yeah. That's, what is their mindset? Exactly. So you're looking at that whole thing at the beginning and saying, 
What are things that he's developed in his life, these habits in his life, That's right. that by the time he gets to say, hey, I'm interested in your daughter, right? He's already established those particular habits of using, right, the things that God's given him, his time, his talents, his treasure, well, and that starts at a young age. It doesn't just start when you're no, 28. No, that's exactly right. right? Those things. Need Those to are disqualifiers, Dan, because if because because as I'm sitting down with my girls and I have a formal interview, if I see a kid come over to my house and knocking on my door and and opening up and they're coming in, I'm seeing he's hanging out a lot, hanging out a lot. Yeah. I'm on alert. Yes. Okay, <laughs> this guy has some interest in my girl. Right. Therefore, before it gets to the emotional stage, I need to qualify him. Or I should say disqualify him. Yeah. So here comes my mindset is sit down with him. What's your intentions? Yeah. And then the, the, we have those disqualifiers, Dan. You know this. Yes. And the idea is, is he a believer? If he's not a believer, the, the, the biblical mindset for who gets to marry my girl, he must be a believer. Not just a believer in Jesus Christ. Not just being saved. But he needs to have a participation that Jesus is Lord of his life. And so that goes back to on the alert, the mindset. Where is he in his relationship with Christ? Yeah. Now, you're actually kind of fun. And you may not know this. I do. But um, Robbie's girls are at actually three different stages. Yeah. Right. So one just got married. Yep. Uh, one is in a committed relationship with yep. a young man that you, you've begun to have those conversations with. And we've watched and we've we've seen him. Right. And then. Um, one is sort of started a relationship and we're kind of months in, right? yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. feeling out that young yeah. man and kind of seeing what he's like and what he's involved in. So it's, it's an interesting thing for you, right? That you get to see each of your girls at a different stage along the way, right? And kind of looking at those young men that are attracted to your daughters and saying, okay, who are they? And what are they interested in, right? And you don't want to disqualify them at the very end. You want to try to, it's a weird, weird saying disqualification, absolutely. right? But, yeah, absolutely. but saying, hey, there's some things that, like some red flags, girls, you need to pay attention to these kind of things. So the first thing you said, right, is they need to be a believer, right? Yeah, they, need, they need to be a committed, right, a committed follower of Christ, yeah. because if your life is going to be centered on Christ, right, then young men, right, then that has to be the center of your life as well. And not just something... Right. I know when scripture talks about, right, when, you know, you make a person an, an elder or a deacon, they shouldn't be a, a new believer. Right. So this is something that, you know, we're not talking about they just accepted Christ, but they've been walking with the Lord for a while. They've been involved in a good, healthy church. Uh, maybe they come from a good you know, family background where that's been instilled in them. But even if they haven't. Right. That idea of they've taken their faith and they've made it personal. Right. Right. And they've begun to grow in their faith. They know how to open up their Bible and get information and wisdom from God's word. That's a really important aspect for you as a father. Right. Absolutely. And that's going back to your mindset because you established that early. Uh, just recently, my, my baby girl, uh, she just started college mm -hmm. and she started into a relationship and here comes, and it's hard to do, Dan, on, and she goes to school, you know, three or four hours from here. Yeah. And so the idea to, to sit down with a, 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 a young man who basically had to go through the pro protocol, we still do these things. And yeah. so when I'm sitting down with him, I'm asking him what his intentions are, but I told him, I said, listen, my baby girl, she is growing spiritually. And this is a really, I mean, she's like on spiritual steroids. The one thing I don't want is a relationship, no matter if it's a guy, a girl, friends, whatever it is, to hinder that growth in her. Because when she's on a growth, then I don't want anything to distract her. Right. So in my protective role, I'm saying, you know, what are your intentions? I need to know that he is either running equally as hard as he is towards Jesus and, and or ahead of her. Because if not, then she's going to be looking back. It's going to slow her down, and that's going to stop. And she's in a really good development right now. Okay, so one of the things you said, and, and I was going to save this for a later podcast, <laughs> uh -oh. uh, but, I'll, but I'll bring it up now. <laughs> okay, right? Is this idea, and I've heard it said, 
literally a, a, a million times, right? I mean, that's, that would be figurative, but um, a million times as people say this and they mean it in a positive way, right? And you just said something that, that reminded me of that statement um, that's meant to be positive, but I, I, I just, it, it just bothers me every time somebody says it. And that is, um, from a guy's perspective, they'll talk about, you know, their wife or their girlfriend or something like that. And they'll say, hey, I really outkicked my coverage, right? Or, um, you know, um, you know, can you imagine I got a girl like that? And I always think about that. It's like, I, I get what you're saying. I understand you're, in a, in a way, you're trying to um, demonstrate, right, that, you know, your wife is a, is a wonderful human being and, you know, so much better than you. How could you ever, you know, get somebody like that to marry you? But I always think about that from a, a dad's perspective of a daughter, Right, because it's like, wait a second, are are you telling me then that my daughter settled for you, right? Because that's the that's the flip side of that coin, right? If I outkick my coverage, that means that my wife, right, had to slow down in her pursuit of what God had for her, and she waited for me. And I, I never want that to be the case. So I think, from a perspective as, of, of a young man, right, is I don't want to outkick my coverage, right? right? I want to I want to find a godly young woman, right, that's pursuing hard after God, that's at the same like pace that I'm running at, right? If I find a godly girl that's way far ahead of me and I'm not there, how am I, how am I supposed to lead her, right? Or if I'm so far ahead of a girl, right, that she's behind me, right? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna lose her, right? So that, that concept, when you're, when you're thinking about it, if you want to marry a godly young woman who's pursuing hard after the Lord, who is going to make a fantastic wife and mother, right, and be a, a great life partner, Right. Like you've got to be that other side to that as well. That's right. That's absolutely right. Because it's important because the premier relationship in everyone's life as a believer is our relationship with the Lord. Yeah. And if someone, a guy or a girl, comes alongside and hinders that relationship, that is not a good lifelong investment because you're looking for someone. So for my girls, knowing that I am, you know, I believe in the headship of Christ is the head of every man. Mm -hmm. The man is the head of a woman and God is the head of Christ. And so the idea of the headship role, I have to find someone, or at least I'm hoping to, I'm praying for, Kansas and I are praying for someone that we can come alongside and find who's going to be a godly man, can lead my girl and, and pursue Christ and, and, and enhance her relationship with Jesus because that's, that's God's best for them. Yep. That's God's design. Okay, so you've said now um, that he has to be a believer, yes. right? Like in a committed relationship yes. with the Lord and walking. What else are you looking for? That mindset, right, of responsibility. What else? Not just a believer with a mindset, but I want him to stand firm in the faith. Yep. That's the idea that he's standing firm, that he has standards, that the world is not going to move him. Okay. He's going to have the, uh, a spiritual mindset, a Christ mindset for the world, uh, uh, in your, one of your world, a worldview yep. or, or a Christ-centered view. So that's the idea. I'm going to stand firm in my faith. Um, the third one is uh, act like men. Yep. The biblical design for man is to act like a man is to be able to stand strong, to cultivate, to protect, and to guide. And that's, Dan, that's spiritual to act like a man and, and be able to be a, 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 a cultivator spiritually, emotionally, and physically, right. those those areas, um, be strong. Now, the, the, this the world is really difficult. Yes, the world is difficult alone. The world is difficult, and missing strong Christian men who cultivate the, the families, that cultivate the uh, the community, and cultivate the church. 
We're looking for that. They, they have to see that. Now, I hope and pray that I role modeled that to them. I hope and pray I raised the bar that my girls wouldn't settle for anything less than that. I was very fortunate, Dan. My daddy, you know, yep. man, you had to ask his hand <laughs> for, had, for, 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 for hand in marriage. And so here comes the idea yeah. is that was role modeled in me. And so I'm hoping and praying that as, as I role model for my kids, I hope that's a legacy I can give. And I, that's a standard. And the last thing is whatever you've done. And this is a key, the wrapper that covers everything. You know, having strong men is one thing, but having strong men who sacrificially love and cherish yeah. is, is, is critical, Dan. You, and, and that's just, I mean, that's just the key. So all those little components, you look for all that. Well, it's, it's interesting when, when you mentioned your dad, right? Because yeah. um, Bud was my, you know, my father-in-law, right? I got to ask him for his daughter's hand in marriage. So I, I got to do right, that conversation with your dad, which was very interesting, um, and I, I loved it. Um, but the word cultivate... Right, I, I think it's interesting, right? Because your dad, right, grew up on a farm. Yes, right. Right, so he knew what it was to cultivate, right, to plant, right, and to work the land and to then to harvest something, right. And here's the deal: you you don't harvest what you don't plant, right? right? What you what you sow is what you reap. That's right. And so part of the part of the conversation, right, that that I want young men to be thinking of, right, is whatever you're sowing right now in your life at whatever age that you are, right? We think that maybe we'll reap something differently, right? So I'm, I'm sowing bad decisions, but I wanna have a great marriage someday, right? And scripture keeps on telling you, whatever you sow, you'll reap, That's right. right? So if you do sow, right, these things that you've just pointed out to these young men, right, then you can desire and you can expect then to reap a harvest, right, of a good marriage because you've put in the, right, the work to cultivate right, that great relationship, right, not only with God, but with another person. And I think that's a really important thing is to go back that that concept of, right, what you sow, right, you'll reap. That's right. And I think it's also important for me as a daddy, and I learned this, I have a great wife, and she she reminds me, be patient. I'm not a patient person, you know that, Dan. And so here comes the idea of be patient. Once you have that initial conversation where you basically allow the standard to be met, and you said, here's the requirements for you to, at the early stage, date my daughter, at the latter stage to marry my daughter. But this is the idea. So the idea, go back to your cultivating and, and seeing the fruit, you go back and watch. Because if, if, you know, like with my baby girl, she's on campus, I don't get to see her but three months a year. Yeah. And so, I, but, but I do get to go visit and I get to see the friends. I get to see how, how this guy is treating her. I get to see that. And then there could be some warning flags or there could be opportunities like going, no, he's really doing well at this. Yeah. And, you, and you have those conversations all along the way. Continuous. Right? Continuously involved yeah. in those conversations and watching right, what you've invested in right, to see if that is being harvested, right, to see if the fruit of what you've put in right, is being seen. And if it's not, you need to address it right, because that, that relationship with that young lady, if she starts attracting guys that are interested in other things and she's interested in that, Right. You as a father need to be able to step in and say, hey, you know, daughter, let's yeah. have let's have that conversation about what you're interested in, what kind of guys you're going to be with. Right. And from a young man's perspective. Right. I think that's a great thing is knowing that you're there as a dad. Right. Helping to guide her. Right. With that wisdom. Right. Because as a young man, then that helps me understand that if I'm going to marry your daughter. Right. Then she's she's had that expectation that she desires somebody hopefully like her father who can come alongside, right, and provide that that wisdom um, and that that partnership with her, right, as a husband, 
right? And I think that's a really important thing. If you get if you get a, a young lady, right, who doesn't have a good relationship with her dad, right, what's it going to look like when I marry her? That's right. right? If she that's hasn't right. had a good relationship with a man, right, is she going to have a good relationship with you, or is she going to be like super independent and doesn't need you at all, right? And you're kind of out there. How do you lead a family if she's not going to be willing, right, to follow and partner with you in that? Right. And I think it's important, Dan, is we have these conversations, and I've had multiple conversations. I always come in, and everybody says, oh, it's going to be intimidating, sit down. But the, but the issue is most young men, especially the younger they are, haven't had these conversations. Right. A lot of times they come in, and at first they're nervous. But you, you, but you look at them as this is, this is someone who has a soul, and, and, and you really want to cultivate him as well. So us as believers in Christ, it's not just cultivate my family, but A, I want a role model, right. but I also want to cultivate his soul. You know, what are you thinking? Because I want to raise the bar for him in his life, whether he you know ultimately marries my daughter or not, it doesn't matter. Here comes the role model and the opportunity for that. And so I think being able to set the standard for them and say, hey, I don't know if it's going to work out with my girl, but here's how it works. And I've asked for permission. Hey, send me your, your contact information because I want to keep cultivating him. Hey, have you thought of this? Here, here's a verse. What are you studying? You know, who's, who's your champion? Yeah. Who's, who's discipling you? Because as, as I'm trying to find and hope and pray for, we have a, a great leader for each, all three of my girls. Then here comes the idea is I'm still cultivating, wanting to pour life into this guy as somebody did me. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting as, as raising three daughters as you are, right? You're also training young men, right? right? Specifically young men that are, that are dating your daughter are going to get married to your daughter. You're training them. But you've, you've gotten to train a lot of young men over the years. Um, and that's, that's a, I mean, just a compliment to you that you're not just focused, hyper-focused on, you know, hey, I'm raising girls. It's like you're just discipling, you know, men and women. Right. I got, you know, you got three girls that are yours that you're discipling and you're training, but you've trained, right, a lot of their friends and a lot of people that are connected to them. Right. And you've, you've sort of invested into and discipled them as well. And I think that's that's a that's a great thing to, to do. Right. As an older godly man. Right. Be training those younger men. And that's a really important thing. It's, it's really awesome. The benefit of having kids in the culture and get to see Christ living through them and you set God's standard, what his best is for them. All of a sudden, it looks attractive, Dan. Yep. And people see, hey, this is different. Get used to different because it's really good. That's when good. it works, that's yep. God's best. Yeah, get used to different. Well, I love it. Well, good. Rob, thanks for your time. And uh, thanks for the conversation about just um, you know, looking forward to training those men um, so that they can sit down in the living room one day, ask a dad uh, to marry their daughter. One of the most precious gifts we have, right? Our kids. Um, you need to be qualified as a young man. And those are great, uh, I think, uh, criteria uh, for young men to think about, to listen to and say, hey, do I match up to these things, right? Is my, is my mindset right? Is my relationship with Christ right? Am I, am I acting like a man, right? And then what was the, what was the last one? Do all you do, do in love. Yeah, do all you do, do in love. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Robbie. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website, trainingformanhood.com. That's training, the number four, manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, be strong and show yourself a man.